So hello and welcome to another episode of the Turn 5 podcast this week, uh, episode 14. We are reviewing the Styrian race, uh, the W Series support series race, and looking ahead to Austria. Uh, so with, uh, we'll start with our usual brief race review, uh, skimming over the caveat of there are only three of us this week, as <laughs> Alex is uh, not feeling very well and Chris is at work at Hamden Park, so isn't with us at the moment. So, Nia, a brief review, please. Basically an Uno reverse card to France. Ben? I sleep in pain. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Uh, it was pretty much um, the the second snooze fest of the season, really. I mean, we we always predicted Monaco wasn't exactly going to be a banger, but yeah, uh, France managed to ditch the uh, the label of second snooze fest and pass it off onto Styria. So, not not a great race. I mean, the midfield was okay. Yeah, there was some battles around maybe 10th, like 13th. Yeah, but given the... Further than that, wasn't yeah, much. Given that Max was like 30 seconds clear. I mean, yeah. I know Lewis made us an extra stop for fastest lap and that, but he was still comfortably clear. So, yeah, at the front, there wasn't really much going on, unlike the last few races we've had. So I feel like that's what separated it in terms of its excitement level. Yeah. Um so uh, we'll do what we always do, and we'll go back to the start and practice. Uh, we had some some gusty winds, uh, which meant that there was quite a few spinalas going on. Um, obviously, the, the the spin king himself chucked an extra few in, so you know the the count is still rising. Uh, I need to update that actually. I need to update my tally. Um, but other than that. Uh, the only other event was that Pierre Gasly did not run in FP2 due to a sensor issue in the power unit. I believe they changed his MGUK. I think it was something like that. I don't. I I didn't know, didn't watch FP2 because I had to leave the house, so I don't. Remember, I didn't realize he didn't run. So yeah, no, there was like um... maybe half an hour ago. I didn't realize he didn't run. <laughs> no, there was they were they were talking about it on the coverage and I think it was it was it was one part of the engine that they swapped, but he still got enough of an allocation that it meant he wouldn't incur a grid penalty. Not that it really mattered, but we'll get on to that. Um qualifying then. Um uh, pretty standard run of the mill qualifying, wasn't it? Yeah. Apart from Q2, there's a few upsets. Yeah, but yeah. With the way that, with the way that this season's been going, it's sort of yeah. Q2's always been the one that's thrown it up in the air. Yeah, the Q2's been the one that's upset most people. Except maybe Baku, where it was like, who isn't going to throw it in the wall? Yeah. Um, it's always generally Q2 that, because the midfield is that tight now. It's, yeah. It's no longer the, the Noah's Ark of two by two in the top ten. You've, you've, we had what was it like? Well, obviously, we had both Red Bulls and both Mercedes. Uh, we had both Alpha Tauris, but then we had an Aston Martin, an Alpine, a Ferrari, and a McLaren. So, I think, what is it? It's Haas, Alfa Romeo, and Williams were the only teams to not get into Q3. Yeah. And Williams were in 11th. <laughs> yeah, and we had 
Sonoda block Bottas. Yeah. Oh, that's a point. Bottas doing a spin. Forgot about that. That was interesting. That was completely stupid as well. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I love how um, in the video you can see the McLaren team just standing there and didn't do anything until he started moving towards the front wings. (laughs) Then they were like, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) What I find funny is that in... In the interview afterwards, Bottas was like, "Oh yeah, we were trying something new. We were trying pulling away in second gear." And Most then, of the other teams are doing that, aren't they? But then Anthony Davidson drove the W12 in a piece for Sky, and it was wet at Silverstone, and he was like, "Yeah, second gear is definitely the one you want to be pulling away in." And it's like, "Oh, that's <laughs> not gone well for you, Bottas." <laughs> yeah, so... I, I remember like a couple of people saying, "Most, I, I think it was McLaren are pulling away in second gear." It's just like, that's not doing well for you, Bottas. I don't think it helped that you have that whacking great advertising strip of concrete down the middle. But, you know, I think he's going to be looking for excuses wherever we go. <laughs> yeah. um, either way, embarrassing. Um, I suppose the other big upset from qualifying is that Esteban Ocon failed to make it out of Q1. So, considering Fernando got into Q3... Mm. I mean, just, just the going back did, to, yeah, it yeah, look just, like a bit of a dog. Yeah, so. just going back to Bottas just quickly. I suppose if they tried it out and put it out in second gear and he's not used to it, I guess I could see, like, if he's not used to it, then I could kind of see an excuse. Mm. Also, he's oh, a There's a time and a place for that. <laughs> but he's also a professional racing driver, so, like... <laughs> you, you also don't do it in the middle of a practice session when there's a bunch of mechanics in the next pit box down. yeah. But so, then again, when else are they going to do it? They they have test days. You can mm. do it at the but, end of a session when the mechanics aren't standing out there. But they so. did just change the another piece of news. They changed the pit uh, pit regulations things. Yeah. Something about that. So I, they were trying to make their pit faster. So I guess that's kind of the only place they could do it, unless they do it at the end, like you said. Or like right at the very start where none of the other cars are out. Yeah, but it's, I don't know, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that whole pit stop mandate that's coming in. Uh, that comes in effect from Hungary's race. So uh, that's the last race before the summer break? That's 31st to 2nd of August. Yeah, so that'd be the yeah. last. Yeah. Um, see, I, I know my calendars. I only, know it, I only know it because I think I'm going to have to miss that race and I'm really sad about it. It's it's fine. It's it's Monaco without the walls. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's a race. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I've actually got this weekend off, so I don't even have to worry about going to work after this weekend. So that's good. Um, any other upset? Well, George Russell ate one thousandth of a second from getting into Q3. Not a great weekend for George, is it? I mean, the, qualify- the qualifying was, was great. Qu- qualifying was good. I mean, but... and, then, and then Yuki's penalty. So he started P10 yeah. on a free set of tyres. So that's that's probably, it would have done him better than had he actually got into Q3. Because yeah. that's oh, yeah, if, definitely if he'd got into Q3, he would have finished 10th. Um, yeah, oh yeah. But it, starting 10th on a free set of tyres was dreamland for Williams. And then a pneumatic issue meant that their race was abruptly ended. 
So not a great weekend for him. No, no, that kind of sucked. Um, any other noteworthy performances? I think we just go into the race now. Um, yeah, Ferraris yeah. are one and one again, so not one making it into Q3 and one not. So mm. there's a lot of teams doing that at the minute. <laughs> Right, uh, so the race, we're going to do what we did last week and we're going to go through it in team order. But this time, we're just going to go down in constructor standing order. So we're going to start with Red Bull. Um, Solid weekend. They did best they could with powers. Yeah, I think the only complaint, albeit minor, you'd have is that Perez qualified behind Lando. I think. Yeah had Perez qualified in front of Lando probably wouldn't have been held up by him for so long maybe could have taken the fight to Bottas yeah I think if he'd had an extra lap he would have taken him yeah exactly so that's what I'm saying yeah if he hadn't been held up he wouldn't have needed that extra lap and he probably would have been in front of him yeah two or three laps earlier had he qualified in front so I feel like that's one that Sergio is going to want to improve on I feel like um, backmarkers, because there was quite a while where they were both stuck behind Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. So that didn't help either. So I think that also, like, stopped him from overtaking a bit because they were... It was either they were both stuck behind Daniel Ricciardo or Valtteri was in front and it was like Daniel was in the middle of the two of them. Yeah. yeah so I, I can't exactly remember which one it was, but that stopped them for a while. It's the sort of problem you get on a track with such a short lap time though isn't it like, yeah yeah especially when you have such a, a vast disparity between the best team and the worst team um and then we'll cover it when we get on to bingo uh in terms of how how little time it takes um but yeah other than that you know max pulled away from the front quite comfortably did it quite um, quickly as well didn't he yeah, he got out of DRS range before DRS even came online. Yeah. Um, and then once Perez had cleared Norris, I mean, he was he was kind of keeping pace with Bottas, but Max and Lewis were just out on their own. Yeah. So yeah, that was a it was a very different race in that respect. It was very much them two and us two sort of thing. Oh yeah. Um. I think but, that's probably how it's going to be yeah. for the rest of it. It's just going to be Max and Lewis, Valtteri and Sergio, everyone else. That's the thing, though. That's why they got Sergio, because like back yeah. and proved that when Max isn't there, Sergio yeah. is. So that's that's one thing Red Bull currently have over Mercedes yeah. is the I reliance of Sergio. That could be one of the reasons why they are doing so well. Is if they've, they've got two reliable drivers. Like I love Alex, but they have two reliable, uh, yeah. reliable drivers, and they have Alex who has had time in the car as a test and reserve driver. So he's put in, working on the simulator. Yeah. So they actually have a driver who knows what the what it's like to race in that car as well. So like that's definitely helped them a lot. Like even Sergio has said, I think maybe after Baku, that Alex has helped a lot. Yeah. So. That's I mean, definitely that's, helped Red Bull. That's the thing, because that was uh, going back to the Anthony Davidson feature I was talking about. That was the first time he's driven a W12, even though he's their simulator driver anyway. Um, like, yes, he works for Sky and he reports for them, but he's also a Mercedes sim driver. But that was the first time he's actually driven the car. 
And he said that he can then take that back to the sim and actually improve what he can bring from the simulator. So I find it quite surprising that most teams don't at least give drivers a run, not necessarily in the current car because of the uh, testing stipulations and limitations, um, but like last year's car, the year before, something close. I think with testing, there has to be two years before they can use the car for testing. Like Maman Grosjean, he's using the W10 and that's been two years since they last used it for racing. And you see in all the Red Bull videos, like in Turkey last year, they used the must have been 2018 or 17 car Mm. with the Alfa Tauri, which obviously didn't exist, but they read the delivery. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's just any experience in an actual car is always going to help in terms of a sim. Yeah, that's why I think Alex is really helping Red Bull and why they're doing so well, because Alex has definitely had, obviously, had time in the car for a year and a half. Yeah. And Um, before they didn't have that, so... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. That's... None, of the te- none of the teams have that apart from Red Bull now. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. just, I think it's well, maybe one, one of those things that will help give them that extra step. Oh, yeah. Um, True, but Alpine. But he was in the car. Yeah, because he has experiences Tauri. with the Alpha Tauri car, yeah. which, I mean, it's different. It's yeah, different, but it's... it's. It's not exactly chalk and cheese, but at the same time, you know, it's not. He knows what it's like to race yeah. in an F1 car rather yeah. than anti Davidson, as you said, like modern F1 car. Yeah, because it's been a while since Ant was in. So yeah. Whereas Kvyat only stopped racing last year. So yeah, that's like that's why I think it's a good thing to get like old drivers to be reserve or simulator drivers because they know what it's like to race in modern cars. Yeah. Yeah, and by by that token, I'm surprised that nobody made advantage of like Nico Hulkenberg. And mm. gave him a sim job i know he's like a, a reserve driver and yeah super sub essentially mm. but at the same time he has such a vast expanse of knowledge across a, a range of teams that you'd think it'd be invaluable really yeah i mean you take I think... imagine the amount of knowledge someone like kimmy could give you mm. having raced in all of the different regulation changes since yeah. the, the early 2000s that's but then again, unparalleled. <laughs> but they can't really help now because they need someone. Obviously, he is driving the car now, hmm. so he would be a useful thing. I'm guessing he'd stay with Alfa Romeo or Ferrari. But the knowledge of having all the dri- the cars in the past doesn't really help anymore. Yeah, like, true. obviously he has the, all the experience, it's... but it doesn't really help now because he you need to know what the car is like now. Yeah, what, which what... obviously he does. The, the point I'm trying to make is he knows how the regulation changes have affected the cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he might not need as much time in, say, the 2022 car to know how it's going to behave but because he's also, done various spec changes before. You could also argue that for uh, Alonso, Hamilton, Vettel. I'm trying to think of other drivers now. Um, yeah, like those three, they've been through regulation changes. Yeah, so. they they are the drivers that would have an advantage and that sort of thing over drivers like Lando yeah. and um, all the other guys, especially Yuki. Mm. Um, like he's getting up to speeds with the current car and now he's being chucked into a new set of regulations if his contract is continued. Yeah. Um, We're kind of the same for the three rookies. Yeah, yeah. Because Mick only had one test, two 
he had an FP1 of the test in the Ferrari, the postseason test. Yeah, because he, he as well. was supposed to have a second FP1. Yeah. Nurburgring did Nurburgring yeah. things. Yeah. And then Yuki did the Alpha Tauri as well. Yeah. N- not sure who Miss Mazepin did Haas. I think Fittipaldi was one of them in the Haas. Don't think Mazepin yeah, did. Yeah, because he. Mazepin must have done. Season. Yeah, yeah. Mazepin must have done because you have to do a certain number of miles or kilometers in in an F1 car before you're allowed to get your super license. Yeah. And basically, you can just sort of like pay for a test. Oh yeah, Mazepin's done loads of tests with other teams because yeah, he's same. with Racing Point and Mercedes, I think. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah, Pietro finished off the season, didn't he? And he's their reserve driver. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense, really. You know, yeah. Chuck the reserve driver in. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Unless you're Williams and you chuck in Wojnarz, aren't they? I mean, well, at the end of the season, they chucked in Aitken, so you know, yeah. can't can't fault them there. <laughs> no. <laughs> they made the right choice. Yes. Um, now let's hope they make the right one again. Yeah. Um, I think that's just about covered it for Red Bull, to be honest. I think we kind of mixed in Mercedes as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll briefly touch they, on it. Um, they, they were kind of similar. Yeah, I mean, Bottas had a better qualifying. Um, Hamilton whiffed his last one. Um, he got, I think he got a, either his tyres had started to go off because he overtook everyone. Nice gentleman's yeah. agreement there. Um, or he got like a bit of a, a gust of wind or something, but he ran wide at nine and that completely ruined yeah. his lap. Um, but he was down anyway. He was already half a second down to sectors one and two. So he wasn't going to challenge Max's time. Um, and yeah, you, you, you have to say that the car looked second best. Yeah. Um, I think that's the easiest way to put it. Toto Wolf said it was like the first time in eight years they've been off the pace. Yes, I heard that as well. It's the first time since the turbo hybrid era started that Mercedes haven't won in four races. Yeah. So... And it's Red Bull's first time winning since 2013. Yeah. So since the turbo hybrid era. Came yeah. <laughs> Coincidence. Hotel <laughs> Trivago. Oh god. Um McLaren, the papayas. Uh again, a mixed bag. Yeah, Lando did pretty well. Obviously, he wasn't really gonna stand a chance being yeah. P3. As much as everyone would have loved it. He wasn't really going to stand the chance. Yeah, they definitely made the right strategy call to just let those two guys pass. Yeah, I think because even they were Lando, clearly faster. Even Lando himself said in Ziggo Sport interview, they were Red Bull and Mercedes. Of course, they were going to pass. Yeah. And then Daniel's power <sighs> issue. Yeah, just, that was unlucky. Overtaking four cars on the first lap, and then he got like, to like he got to P eight or P nine, then had a power issue, and then was basically stuck, yeah. lo- stuck like P thirteen the entire race. So. Yeah. Not Pain. ideal. Not um, ideal. Um, still, we're back at the same track this weekend. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be an improvement yeah. from that side of the garage. I don't think you can really ask for much more from Lando than P5. No. So. Yeah, I think Lando's like pretty well, good. P- P5 won the top four finish, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's basically, he is literally the best of the rest. Yeah. At, at this point in time, he is the best of the rest. So. Like, you can't really, because he's been... Was it twelve points scores since from last season as well? Yeah, twelve consecutive points scores. Something like that. 
but he's, the he's lowest, still the only driver to score points this, yeah. in every race this season. He's had mostly P5s apart from one P8. So yeah. like he's and a couple of podiums. And a couple of, just chucking like a couple yeah. of pieces there. <laughs> but like yeah, he's the best of the best right now. Like literally best of the best. Um yeah. Ferrari. Uh, Charles Leclerc got voted driver of the day. I know. I mean I he kind of shot himself in the foot there, really. And I feel like uh, he probably should have been given a penalty. Yeah, like I see why they've driven him driver today because obviously he come from like yeah, last a, up to P7. Good recovery drive, but at the same but he time... Also, he ruined two people's race. Uh, yeah, at the same time, he three, put himself in last in the first place. Maybe about two or three people because so, he, yeah, he hit Nicky's race as well. He hit Pierre. Pierre, Pierre hit, hit Giovinazzi, Latifi. Yeah. And then Charles clipped, almost clipped Kimmy as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not gone well. Um, but at the same time, you know, they finished sixth and seventh at the end of the race. Yeah, because I swear something like that happened another time and somebody else got a penalty for it. But like now, Charles didn't. Yeah, it is uh, raising some eyebrows. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they've taken the it's lap one approach, but at the same time, he's literally just tried to cut into the slipstream too early. Yeah, and but also, Carlos coming from P12 to P6. I've is a good seen, drive. I haven't seen many people talk about that. that was very good drive. Yeah, so that was, that was what was suggested as alternative driver of the day, because that yeah. is a good drive. He's a, that's a very so, good drive by him. In a, a largely incident-free race. Yeah. 12th to 6th is a good effort. Yeah, after like maybe the first couple of laps, basically incident free. So, like, that's yeah. really good. I think it was good what? On, it was on. literally just when George pulled out lap 36 and that was it. Yeah. So, um, Aston Martin. Um, Lance P8, Seb P12. Got overtaken by Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> He wasn't happy. We did Lance. Lance started P10. Seb started P12. So they both made up two two positions. So decent. Well, Seb decent. stayed where he was. Eh? Well, you said he qualified P12. <laughs> I cannot read P14. Okay, he there qualified, we go. Qualified P14. <laughs> <laughs> qualified P14. I can't read. Um, I mean, yeah, two places, but at the same time was Aston Martin's sort of recent uh, form of strategy calls. Yeah. That kind of sucks. I, you know, they, they've gone from getting Seb on the podium to, oh, they gained two, but he still didn't score any points and he got yeah. overtaken by an Alfa Romeo. So, yeah, I think there's some some questions to be answered in the Aston Martin garage because... They really shouldn't be being overtaken by an Alpha. Um, well, not an Alpha Romeo, an Alpha Tauri, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so many Alphas. Oh, um, <laughs> you can't just say Alpha and be like, Tauri or Romeo? Alpha, please select one of these four drivers. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it's an okay weekend in the grand scheme of things. They got four points going back to the same track so they can improve like yeah. four points keeps them within touching distance of Alpha Tauri 
So they're, they're only two points behind AlphaTauri now. So actually, they closed the gap to AlphaTauri this week because AlphaTauri only got one point. So, I mean, well, actually, let's move on to AlphaTauri because um, that is a mixed bag and a half. Uh, Gasly qualifying sixth, I want to say. Uh, let me, yeah, I think it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Gasly sixth, Sonoda P8. Okay, so uh, Sonoda's dropped two and Gasly's DNF. Yeah. Well, it's disappointing for him, especially yeah. what happened to Gasly. Yeah. yeah. Like Gasly's weekend, it was like kind of high. He was doing pretty like average for him now. He's like P6, then DNF flew, no fault of his own. It's like. Honestly, I think if he great. hadn't had that DNF, he would have been fighting Carlos for P6. Yeah. So. It's uh, yeah, it's a bitter one that, but you know, as we've as I've said before, and we'll probably end up saying at least three or four more times this week, they're back at the same track this weekend, yeah. So they have another chance to go again, yeah. Um, it's good for Yuki though, yes. Considering got into Q3, yeah, got into Q3, got another point, so you know, it's 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 progress, you know, steps, it's going in the right direction at least. He's he's scoring so yeah uh, if you can keep building on that he'll do all right um who's next seeing as i did those two out of order uh alpine again uh, a mixed bag of a weekend with fernando, esteban going out in q1 yeah but alonso making q3 fernando got p9 esteban got p14 in the race and then qualifying fernando p9 esteban p17 yeah, I mean, we saw it in the race, didn't we? It was the train conducted by Alonso. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think... I think there's uh, some work needs to be done from the Alpine team there uh, because when George Russell is uh, sniffing around trying to get an overtake, your car's slow. Mm. So, I mean, the Williams is quick in a straight line when there's no wind, but at the same time, that's slow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, in in many respects, Alonso's done a great job dragging get, that that car up to P nine, and he and did a good job. Yeah, keeping everyone behind as well for yeah. like quite a while. Yeah, but, but also, yeah. I mean, Esteban's made up three places, but you know, you look at the people he's overtaken, and it's like Giovinazzi, Schumacher, and Latifi. Yeah, yeah. he should be getting past them anyway. Yeah. Well, Latifi and Giovinazzi had contact anyway so well yeah they yeah. had a pit so they were behind him before he even had a chance so you know yeah he, sh- he he was in front of them anyway but he should have been in front of them in the first place yeah um so yeah a, a mixed bag of a weekend two more points for alpine they're 13 points behind aston martin now so not great no they're, they're falling off the the back end of that battle but, you know, they're comfortably ahead of Alfa Romeo, who still only have two points. So you can look at it in one of two ways of they're pretty much at least guaranteed seventh. But yeah. they're falling off the pace of sixth and fifth. Yeah, there's, there's still yeah. want to be up in sixth and fifth, so they'll yeah, be disappointed. Because last year Alpine were fighting for P3 at some points. And now they're down in P7. Like, maybe it was like because 
no no hate to like Alonso but like maybe it well maybe it was because Daniel was in the team and he'd been there for a year already yeah he was settled so yeah but like still Fernando's a two-time world champion obviously he's been retired for two years but he's still been racing and he was still part of the team last year so like and it's also was it race seven yeah yeah race seven so like Esteban, yeah. <laughs> you've just been re-signed for like another three years. You can't even get Maybe show ones. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may- mm. maybe show it. Yeah, it's not been a great weekend. Yeah. So still, hopefully Esteban can bounce back. Let's hope so. For my fantasy team's sake. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, next up, Alfa Romeo. Uh, Giovinazzi P15, Kimi... P11 again. Obviously, Giovinazzi had the contact, so that kind of scuppered his race yeah. from the get go. Um, but again, qualifying Giovinazzi P15, Raikkonen P18. So, Kimi did quite well, well. Yeah, up seven. That's decent. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, again, well. you know, it's it's the alphas. They're always just sort of on the fringes of the points. Yeah, they're, they're like there. Like, that's kind of where they want to be, but they need to. They kind of always obviously they want to be that little bit better, but yeah. that's kind of where they I mean, really are. Just P eleven. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're always somehow there. DNF further up the field, and that's a point. Yeah, like they're always somehow there. If that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, it's it's weird how they're consistently eleventh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even, Kimmy even overtook Vettel to get to 11th, so he really wanted that P11. Mm. <laughs> um, but at the same I time, bet. with the I... amount of P11s they've got, I don't think Williams or Haas are going to overtake them unless they legitimately outscore them. Yeah, unless I mean, George does like a... Unless George groups God... like four points in one yeah, go. Unless, unless George does like a godsend drive and does like P8 twice, be like, <laughs> and then they don't Alfa Romeo doesn't score any other points, but like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a weird one. I think it, that bottom three is close, but in sort of all the wrong ways. Yeah, uh, it's it's who got the the least least scoring finish. Yeah, who who positioned higher but scored no points. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's one of the weird nuances of Formula One, but still, it works. So. Not going to complain. <laughs> um, so that's Alpha Mayor. Williams, I mean, we've talked about George. That's gutting. That, I mean, qualifying yeah. 11th, being promoted onto the grid to 10th, which is a penalty, and then getting up into P8 and, and then having, actually holding his own. And then having to DNF through no fault of his own. Yeah. That is just, just the kind of luck that George has in that Williams. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, Nicholas is Nicholas, and he was three laps down. I mean, yeah. in fairness, he was involved in the first lap incident, yeah. but at the same time, he is always sort of there or thereabouts. Yeah, sometimes he does good and gets, like, maybe, like, P13, lower, something like, something like that, but that's not very often. No. Maybe on, like, a track he did last year, which, like, they this track... This one twice like, last year. Yeah, he did this one twice last year. Maybe on a track he did last year, or, or he knows, like, well from junior formulas. Hmm. But, like, 
he's not doing great. Um, which doesn't bode well for next year if they do indeed lose George. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us lastly onto Hats. 16th and 18th. I mean, they didn't really overtake per se anyone except the guys that DNF'd. Yeah. So again, it was sort of a standard weekend. Mick overtook Nicholas. Nicholas overtook Mazepin, or depending on how you see it. So, like, what does that say about Mick, or what does that say about Mazepin? Depending, because I don't actually know which situation it was, whether Mick overtook him or yeah, Nikita was in front for a a while earlier in the race, and then then he got overtaken by yeah, yeah, and then uh, finished a whole lap behind. Yeah, so and he's there for multiple years. Yay. Insert sarcasm here. Uh, I mean, that about wraps it up for the race, really. I mean, yeah, wasn't very wasn't, exciting. Wasn't enthralling. Um, yeah, I think most of the stories of this weekend are of bad luck. Yeah, Gasly, George, exactly. and Danny being the main three. So. Kind of Yuki and Bottas both getting penalties, but like they kind of made them. I up. mean. I feel more sorry for Yuki to be honest because you know that's kind of uh, annoying. But Bottas yeah. dropping it in the pit lane, mm, no, that no. was his fault. Yeah, it's also a big no-no. Yeah, I, I still love how the McLaren pit crew like didn't do anything until he started moving forward towards the oh no front wings. <laughs> yeah, like oh no. Still. At least they helped him rather yeah, than the nice Mercedes them. pit crew who just kind of stood there and watched. <laughs> you know that meme of that cat who's like looking over the ice and what the f*** are we doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> it, to me, it's more, it's more like the, uh, the the woman and the child in the swimming pool and then there's a child drowning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, it's that the spot I spinning, just like zooming in on the McLaren crew, just the, what the name is he doing? That's that's what I keep thinking of every time. How fun editing this. Well, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, that was the race, really, wasn't it? It was a bit of a parade. It was mostly DRS overtakes, which kind of yeah. highlights the problem of DRS in a way, um, because yeah. everyone gets the same boost at the same point. Um, I've, I've heard people talking about sort of the curse push to overtake thing. Uh, that we had, I think it was in 2009, uh, it was the Prawn GP title winning year, so Jensen Button's year, um, where you have a, a battery allowance of extra boost in kind of the same way that uh, you have battery boost as it is. Um, but you had an allowance that you were allowed to use over the course of a lap, but you got to choose when you used it. Was well, like the overtake button on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But it was that was instead of DRS. So Yeah. I, I was watching the um quadrant hot wings video and I think it was our of saying how they need to make the cars lighter, I think, to like just get rid of DRS. Like just or it was Steve, I think. I can't remember which who it was. But it was one of them saying they something needs to change to the point where they can just get rid of DRS. Yeah. Like I think the twenty twenty two regs are a step in the right direction because the amount of dirty air that they chuck out is significantly reduced mm. or in theory at least 
watch it go the absolute opposite direction. Um, but that that would, in theory, allow cars to be closer even without DRS. So if that does work, maybe in a few years' time, we just don't even need it. So Let's hope so. You never know. And by that and again, point, we'll be racing it at Agora Drive. <laughs> then again, it is the FIA. They, they'd be like, mm, no. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> And then Max's burnout finish that Michael Massey says will yeah. never happen again because no, no, no burnouts on the pit straight. Yeah. Even though it took him like two minutes to deploy a safety car in Baku when Max is stood in the middle yeah. of the road. I do kind of see his point, like Michael Massey's point, but also Max was 30 seconds ahead of the car and behind him. There was literally no one around yeah. him yeah. except like a car that was unlapping itself essentially and it's like yeah. he was on the other side of the track anyway and just oh, and let they it go people coming <laughs> towards the pit straight by the finish line can see him there exactly he's on the inside he's not on the racing line yeah they'll be able to see him there so like they can just yeah <laughs> but i uh, i think someone on twitter said something like uh lewis did it i think it must have been like before Liberty Media, because the leaderboard and timing stuff looked different, and Lewis did it with like maybe you could see the cars coming up behind him. So it's like I don't think anything happened then, but like I could have been back in Charlie Whiting's day. To be fair, I think I someone mentioned Charlie, so I'm guessing it was Charlie was chill. You know, you could celebrate, but you know, yeah. don't 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 be a don't, yeah, don't be an idiot. Yeah, so like with Max's one there was no one behind him yeah exactly so just chill long, Michael as long, chill <laughs> as long as like he didn't go too over the top and do like a donut for everyone else well, yeah exactly like he, he, he understood out. that there was still other cars on the track so he just did a burnout in a straight line yeah it's not like he's gone and done a, a Mexico City donuts in the stadium section so you know I think it's a bit pointless to and needless to go, oh, it, it will never happen again, just because he's done a burnout. So that's my opinion on it. It was a bit needless. Yeah. Um, let him celebrate. He's just driven for an hour and a half and mm. won a race. That's the closest thing he's got to a home Grand Prix at the minute. Because Until... we haven't had Zandvoort yet. <laughs> when is Zandvoort? Oh, September. Yeah, end of yeah. September, start of October, yeah, okay. that sort of area. So... I mean, it's Red Bull's home race anyway, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one reason probably Max celebrated, because it's a home race. Yeah. It was, the, it was actually Red Bull's first pole position at the Red Bull ring. Was it? Yeah. Wasn't it um, Helmut Marko's, like, 50th race? No, 50th anniversary for being in Formula One. No idea, but... Because I think that's why he was on the God, podium. that guy needs a different shirt. <laughs> that was not the wet t-shirt contest I wanted <laughs> just going to put that one out there if yeah. you don't like old men do not watch the podium celebration back you have been warned <laughs> yeah, that's think, my I PSA that's, for this week I think that's why he was on the podium because I mean, he's, like 50 he's been years. on the podium a lot this year I'm sure he's been up there already this year Helmut Marco. yeah I'm sure I've seen him up there was he up there at uh, Imola might have been yeah so, I don't remember. I don't oh, remember. I mean, it's not really the person I pay attention to. to be no. Yeah. Where's Helmet? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Everyone just starts raging, like, where's Helmet? God damn it. 
where's our pot stirrer? Come on, yeah. give us more content. Uh, <laughs> it's been where's, a pretty quiet week in that respect, actually. Where's gossip number two of the paddock? Like, there wasn't really that much drama outside the... I think everyone is just waiting for the flexi-wing thing. Well, it, it seems pretty much done and dusted now. Because mm. they've changed their wings. Mercedes and just Red accepted that they're slower. So, yeah. uh, mm. solid. <laughs> it seems to be the from because the, uh, the the radio message between there was uh, Bono was sort of like, oh, there's just you know just three tenths faster. Like, where are they getting that? Straight line speed. So it seems to be that the Mercedes just run more downforce. Because mm. I refuse to believe that the Honda engine is already more powerful than the Mercedes engine. And then but, Honda leaving this year. But <laughs> I very much do believe that Adrian Newey knows how to design a race car that works well with the air. So they can trim downforce off and still maintain the speed. And, so. Yeah, and also Mercedes have stopped developing this year's car. Because <laughs> the co- they want to rethink that. Yeah, because of the cost cap. So they've had to put so all their they, money into next year's car. So they don't know how to budget, is what we're saying. Basically, yeah. Good, good. That means it's going to be a one-horse race next year, and then everyone's going to catch up, and they're going to be yeah. screwed. Yeah, I think I think it was on the commentary that uh, on that the first season of the new regs, if they don't do well, they're going to struggle for the rest of it. I think I remember someone saying that towards Haas. <laughs> If they don't do well the first year, they're gonna struggle for the rest of the for like the next couple of years until like twenty twenty five. Oh yeah, that's that's they've signed the Concord Agreement until then, so yeah. they kind of have to be here till then. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm sure said... there's obviously some like legal bankruptcy loophole that they can oh, yeah. file, but I don't think Mazepin's dad's gonna run out of money anytime soon. Nope. He'll probably well, should buy the team himself, wouldn't he? So. In Hass's sake, they better not. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Gene has probably is just like done with it at this point. Oh yeah, he's um, probably he's. He, I think from like basically from the start, he's been more focused on NASCAR. Yeah, just probably because he's had more success over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and from that respect, I can't really blame him. No, um, like he had the season where they finished P five in the constructors, and then it's gone downhill. So pull the plug, stop wasting your money on it, sort of thing. You know, it's, it's all about return and he's not seeing any return it's just a whole lot of pain mm. um it right. yeah it would have been a lot better if they kept like magnus on or grosjean and yeah. had mick as well it would have been a lot more beneficial because grosjean got points i'm not sure if both of them did or it was just grosjean got points last year not entirely sure yeah i know they did definitely get points and i know grosjean was did get points I'm not I sure think they both did because Magnussen did in Hungary. Oh, okay. So they both did it points. So it would have been beneficial to keep one of them and then have Mick in the car or yeah. Mazepin if they wanted the money. Yeah. Because if they, even if they did just have, so for example, like if you say Grosjean and Mick, sponsors, more sponsors would have been coming in, really. Yeah. Than Mazepin because no one wants to be associated with him. Not particularly. No. So, yeah, they got three points last year. Grosjean got two, Magnussen got one. Mm. So, but yeah, uh, should we do the driver standings? 
and then yes. take it from there. So uh, I'll just run through it. I'll not do a speed review this time because that was stress last time. Um, but this week we have the ad- added benefit of only two people changing positions. So it's nice and simple. Uh, so in last place, that's 20th, uh, Nicholas Latifi on zero points. 19th is Nikita Mazepin, also on zero points. 18th, Mick Schumacher, again on zero points. Uh, 17th, George Russell, zero points. Uh, 16th, Antonio Giovinazzi on one point. 15th is Kimi Raikkonen on one point. 14th is Yuki Tsunoda on nine points. Uh, down one to 13th is Esteban Ocon on 12 points. And then up one into 12th is Lance Stroll on 14 points. Uh, 11th is Fernando Alonso on 19 points. 10th is Sebastian Vettel on 30 points. 9th is Danny Ricciardo on 34 points. 8th is Pierre Gasly on 37 points. 7th is Carlos Sainz on 50 points. Uh, 6th is Charles Leclerc on 58 points. 5th is Valtteri Bottas on 74 points. 4th is Lando Norris on 86 points. 3rd is Sergio Perez on 96 points. And 2nd is Lewis Hamilton on 138, leaving Max Verstappen still in 1st and extending his lead. And he is on 156 points. Contractors, right. Luckily for me, no one has changed, so that's good. In tenth, we have surprise, surprise, Haas on zero points. Ninth, Williams again, surprise, surprise, on zero points. Eighth, Alfa Romeo on still two points. Seventh, Alpine on 31 points. Sixth, Aston Martin on 44 points. Fifth, Alfa Tauri on 46 points. Fourth, Ferrari on 108 points. Third, McLaren on 120. Second, Mercedes, 212 points. (laughs) My brain just didn't work for Mercedes. And first, it was Red Bull Racing with 252 points. My yeah. brain just didn't work when I wanted to say to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it out eventually. <laughs> My brain was just like, no, I don't want to say this. <laughs> um, as for podium predictions, we, we had a very mixed bag this week, actually. Uh, ben, you did the worst out of everyone. With uh, She scored two points this week. Uh, then Sonia did the next worst, scoring uh, four points and all four of her points came from Max Verstappen because <laughs> she guessed that he would be on pole and that he would win. Uh, then myself, Nia and Alex all scored seven points because we all said that Verstappen would get pole and Verstappen and Hamilton would finish one too. But Chris got 15 points this week for a complete correct podium, but he missed out on the extra point because he said Hamilton would get pole. So that means that the standings have changed. So in sixth place remains Chris, uh, but he is somewhat closer to the rest of the field. Uh, In fifth place and down two is Ben on 33 points. Uh, In fourth place and up one is Alex on 35 points. In third place and up one is Nia on 37 points. Uh, In second place and down one is Sonia on 44 points which means in first place and up one is myself on 46 points. Definitely not rigged. <laughs> I'm a full race behind you. <laughs> Within two races. That is uh, how you say a crash and burn <laughs> of epic proportions. Yeah. 
So you you guys you got to stop putting like random drivers on the podium, man. Like, your Danny Rick really did not help you out there. Should we go into <laughs> F1 fantasy then? Um, oh, we got uh, we got our bold oh. predictions to go through social oh. media oh, as well. Sorry. Actually, um, I'm running ahead now. <laughs> so this week's social media winner was Handle ninety three, who scored six points because they said that Verstappen and Hamilton would finish one two. Uh, and joint second was Lily and underscore KR underscore 45. He both got five points. Uh, and my mate Matt got one point. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Uh, bold predictions we did. Um, Alex said Red Bull Mercedes contact. Didn't see any of that. Um, try as Bottas might in the pit lane. <laughs> uh, ben, you, oof, oof. George Russell points. Oof. Oh, that was that was close. That was it's close. looking so good, so good. And it's then, not a bit of not got a good prediction thing for this, has you? No, has it? Um, <laughs> no, it's not even got started yet. Uh, Chris said there was going to be a red flag. There wasn't. Uh, Nia, unexpected DNF. Yeah. Gasly, Gasly. I mean, once you saw what happened, you kind of expected it at that yeah. point. I think George's, oh, yeah. I, but then George's, once you saw that he was getting a, a top up, you kind of expected it because they yeah. sent him back out and then he came back in again. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a 50 50 on that. Um, <laughs> Please. And then I said dry F1, but wet W series, which wasn't right no. because it rained after the Formula One had finished. <laughs> and W series raced on the Saturday, not the Sunday. Uh, and my mate Matt said that Verstappen was DNF caused by Sonoda, and that definitely did not happen. So definitely no points for that. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Mazepin Bingo. Bingo. Uh, I believe I won this week, actually. Great. <laughs> well, I didn't get it all right. Um, in in fairness, Nia, Nia was the closest in terms of accuracy on laps. Uh, because he did finish, he was lapped on lap 22 slash 23 uh, in the pit lane, and he finished three laps down. So you said 25 laps, so that's closest. Um, but I, you said he wouldn't finish. Um, I said he would finish, and he'd finish two laps down. Two laps being the closest guest of anyone else, me and Chris. But I had the closer on the laps, so on that front, I edged him out slightly because Chris said lap 32. So I was closer in that respect. <laughs> so I won. Begged. <laughs> yeah, I paid Mazepin off <laughs> because I can afford that. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, fantasy now. Oh, yep. It's me. Uh... <laughs> I actually don't really see beds. <laughs> Wait, you can see that. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So um, number one is Ben with. Still. Still, because I'm you didn't use a Mega Drive for that one, did you? No, uh, he used it. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. used his Monaco. <laughs> if I did, it's even worse than I thought. <laughs> then we got um, Richard in second, Richard in third, Richard in fourth. Oh, <laughs> got me- that monopoly on the top <laughs> half of the pile. Yeah, me in fifth and sixth, uh, Chris in seventh, and Alex in eighth. Nobody changed position this week. No. It's as it was. Yeah. Uh, I think I've slightly closed the gap, but you know, I used a mega dollar, so yeah, yeah, you definitely closed the gap. Yeah, it's just two hundred put 
just 130 over 100 points. points. Yeah. Just over 100 points. Instead of 220 that it was going yeah. into this week. Thanks, Max. <laughs> there we go. When um, do Mega Drivers come? We can use Mega Drivers again. Soon, I think. Uh, start a spa, I think. I thought it was sooner I, than that. I hope so, because I hated Baku. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to use the first one by this week, didn't we? I think there was some, some, it was something like that. We had to use one of them by a certain point in the, the calendar. I did um, and got it completely wrong. I'm still not over that. And I'm, you're never going to hear the end of it. Not happy. So, this weekend we had the... Uh, well, it's not the inaugural round, the opening round of the 2021 W Series. Um, it's supporting uh, the Formula One calendar for the first time. Uh, it's only in its second season. Um, and for those who don't know, it's a spec series. So all the cars are provided by the actual competition itself. And you're not allowed to develop them. And it's the first season they're allowing super license points. So... This year, the champion is going to be like Formula 2 and Formula 3. The champion won't be able to continue next year. That's why, like, there are a lot of people wondering why Jamie Chadwick was allowed to continue this year. It's because it wasn't, they didn't allow super license points that year. So, Um, but the fact that it's a spec series does make it close in racing. We do love that. Um, And it really does bring out, you know, the best racing in people. Um, and as I've probably said a few times already on the previous episode of the podcast, I really want all of the F1 drivers in W Series cars because then we'll actually get an answer on who's best. Mm. Um, but this weekend, or, or even just Formula Two. Well, yeah. Really. Um, this weekend was Alice Powell's weekend. First mm. in practice, first in qualifying, first in the race, led every rut. So yeah. that's it. Done. It was a very, Job very done. good. Very good weekend for her. Um, it was quite unlucky for Jamie Chadwick because yeah, she had, so much she had more something up and down. <laughs> I had notes she, on this. She had something wrong in qualifying. She did got fourth, I think, in practice. Got mm. something wrong in qualifying. So she started eighth, then made up positions. Then got punted by Jessica Hawkins. I think, and then got punted by Jessica Hawkins, and then made it back up to P six because of. Well, made it up to P7 and then got promoted to P6 because of Jessica's penalty. Yeah, so um, Jamie Chadwick had a turbo issue in qualifying, which hindered her <laughs> slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty close, to be honest. Um, if you look at the drivers who qualified 5th, 6th, 7th and 8th, they're all 129.3. Oh, wow. Well. And... Eight there is one twenty nine three three three, so that's you know there's four drivers within a third of a second of each other, so that's you know that's close. And and yeah. the one at the back had a dodgy turbo. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my my weekend comments were, Powell looked comfortable at the front, uh, Chadwick was unlucky, unlucky again when she got punted, and then very lucky with the late safety car. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that bunched the field right back up and meant that she got some good overtakings done. It was um, a good weekend for Sarah Moore as well, because it's her first podium yeah. in double series. And she's the first openly LGBTQ person 
to be on a podium in an F1 weekend. So that's very good. Bonus. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I don't want to get this wrong, but at the same time, I feel like it is the first time we've had someone from Liechtenstein on the podium. I think it could be. It's not a flag you see that often. That's yeah, the thing. No. She's racing under a Swiss flag. She, she like... races under a uh, Swiss license, but license, she still yeah. flies She still flies the Liechtenstein flag yeah. because Liechtenstein's too small. It doesn't have its own yeah. United governing body. So she has to go elsewhere to get her, her racing license. Yeah. But that's why she's still allowed to race under her native flag. Whereas... Um, we had Alex Albon, who was, you know, born yeah. and raised in the UK, but still races under a Thai flag because that's where he gets licensed. So, done. Um, yes, then Jess Hawkins, who punted off Jamie Chadwick. I mean, it, you look at it, it was definitely just like a, a cold breaks, cold tires sort of thing. Yeah. Um, she definitely didn't mean to do that. I mean, nobody means to punt someone like that. Um, but who, equally, um... it was a, a warranted penalty. Was it Jess's car, the, like the front wing was, but I'm guessing because of it, the front wing was broken and at some point it actually flew off. Oh, uh, no. Someone. Uh, no, oh, that was another her. driver. I had a tweet about that. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but I tweeted semi-questioningly angrily over why it wasn't given the mechanical issue yeah. flag. Uh, Kim Alinen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she had... Her front wing was pretty much just dragging on the floor. Yeah, she lost quite a few positions. She was losing places left, right, and center, and then coming down the straight to turn one, it just came off. Yeah, it, it almost hit. Off. It almost hit a Veloce car. I'm not exactly sure which one because yeah. I, I don't. I it might have been. Uh, I don't know. Not Chadwick. The other. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. I, I can't remember her last name or her name. See, the thing Apologies. is, on the, on the uh, results page, it doesn't actually tell you which team they drive for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I, the I, thing. For the first time, they're, they're doing teams. Um, they're, they still have identical cars. It's just, you know, liveries, basically. Yeah. Um, lot of, oh, uh, Bruno Tomaselli. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I think it almost hit her. I don't know whether it was Chadwick or Tomaselli. Uh, I, I think at that Emerald point Green. in the race... Uh, I think it was Thomas Ellie. Yeah, I saw I yeah. saw the emerald green. I was like, oh no. But at the same time, I mean, you've seen cars pulled in for less, and that front wing was dangerous, mm. even when it was only like half hanging there. Um, yeah, well, when they go down the straight, it just flew up in the air. Yeah, mm. um, I'm pretty sure it flew out towards the catch fencing as well, so it went towards the crowd. Mm. Yeah. So not ideal, but mm. uh, luckily no one was hurt. Mm, yeah, but funny how Michael Massey doesn't slap down on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not his sport, but you know, he's still there for the weekend and it's a support series. So, you know, you've got to do your job. Um, but overall, I'd say it's a good first weekend of the series. Yeah. Um uh, they're back again with us this weekend in Austria, but we're also joined by Formula. Three. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, so that means we have even more racing to bring you next week. Um, which is just gonna be carnage, I think. But I mean just it, be a review, so yeah, but at the same time, Formula Three around Austria, imagine the qualifying session there. There's a lot of cars and not a lot of track. 
So, and they don't do Q1, Q2, Q3 like Formula One does. They just have a 30 minute session and say go. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, it's it's a great watch, honestly, because it is who can get the lap in at the right time because you can just go out straight away and get a lap in once you've done a couple of laps of tie warm up. But then the track rubbers in so much over the course of the half hour that you really want to be going as late as possible. But then you see some people go out, Mm. but you see a lot of people go out and then there's a nice gap in the middle. And that's when you see some brave soul try it. And it's just, it's really hit and miss on that one. So yeah, it's qualifying is definitely worth a watch for Formula 3. Obviously we'll, uh, We'll have all of the the race, well, brief reviews that we do on here uh, to bring you next week. Um, but that should be uh, a good watch, I do Ho- imagine. Hopefully everyone will be back here next week. So we'll have five of us again. Yes. <laughs> that, that'd be nice. We'll be back yes. to full quota. So, But then we'll rebrand as the 10-3 podcast for this week. So, <laughs> Actually an overtaking opportunity at the Red Bull Ring. Spin-off series. <laughs> we're we're yeah, going we just, rogue. We just change the logo every <laughs> yeah. time one of us isn't here. <laughs> or, or if we have a guest, which is the Turn 6 but, podcast. <laughs> I'd have to go back and edit the one with Sonia. Oh, God. <laughs> um, right, so... From now on. Austria predictions. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we have to make predictions. <laughs> well, you've already sent me it, so uh, you can't say no now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's let's uh, do the easy bit. Everyone except Sonia has said that Verstappen will get pole, and Sonia said Hamilton will get pole. So, uh, in terms of podiums, Alex has sent his in as Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton. Ben, you sent over Verstappen, Bottas, Perez. Chris sent in Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. El Clasico, Hamver, Bot. Uh, me and Nia have gone exactly the same as last week because why change? And Sonia has gone for uh, the dream of Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's not far away, but I don't think that much is going to change in a week to get Norris on the podium. And be honest, I kind of forgot Alex exist- I existed and thought you were talking about Alex Albon. I was like, what? <laughs> Oh yeah, we, we've we've got <laughs> Alex Albon. Yeah. Like, this is why we're going rogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, like, we're gonna get I'm some sorry. high quality content in. We've got Alex Albon. I've lined up. Uh, Will Buxton. He's coming in, in a couple of weeks' time. Definitely. Still waiting on his agency. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, this is a joke. Yes, we we do not have Will Buxton and or Alex Albon lined up as special guests. I genuinely thought, like, Alex Albon, what? <laughs> he's busy in DTM. Well, no, he's in the Red Bulling now. He was at Red Bulling. He had his DTM race. Yeah. Um, bold predictions. Alex has said that there will be a 70% chance of rain for the race, but it won't actually rain. And Chris has... Sounds about right. <laughs> Chris has uh, phoned his in as uh, rain. That was it. Just rain. One word. Uh, ben, what have you opted for? There'll be a safety car. Actually going to have a safety car this week. Okay. Uh, Nia, are you, you going to stick with your ambiguous or are you actually going to like... 
I, I had something in my head, but I can't remember what I was going to say. So you go first, and I'll try and remember what I was going to say. Damn it, I was using you as a stalling tactic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we can just cut this bit out and just, like, try and think of one. This is true, uh, but I do just kind of want to think of one. Um... Alfa Romeo to score a point. That's going to be mine. Alpha are going to score a point this week. At least one point. You know what? George Q3. Ooh, we like. Because that way I'm not necessarily damaging his points race. I'm just maybe <laughs> damaging his qualifying. You're just damaging his strategy. <laughs> yes. But qualifying isn't so bad. True. So, George Q3. Very true. Swear turn into Mr. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one week he doesn't outqualify the team. Yeah. Uh, and that leads us on to Mazapin Bingo. Uh, so Alex has said that Mazapin will finish the race. Uh, he will first be lapped on lap 22 of. They're still doing 71, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 71. <laughs> uh, and he will finish time. a total of three laps down. Yeah, they're changing the tyres. You never know. I might just chuck an extra lap in. They go by distance. They go go by distance. Uh, Ben, what do you reckon? Uh, He will finish. He'll finish two laps down and he get lapped on... Oh, oh, he won't finish a lap down, actually, because there'll be a safety car near the end. Tying in. And then... But if he's two laps down before the safety car comes out and he's allowed to unlap himself, then it'd be one lap down. <laughs> so, oh god, do you want a it'd zero be, or a one? Uh, put one. It'd one be lapped on lap sowing, sowing the seeds of doubt, and now he's actually going to finish on a lead lap. <laughs> uh, Twenty-eight. Did you say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris said he will finish. Uh, it will be lap 30 when he first gets lapped, and he will only finish one lap down. Uh, Nia? I'm going basically the same as last week, except I'm saying he will finish. Okay. Lap 25, two laps down. Two laps two laps or three laps? Three. Three laps. My, my old man hearing. Uh, I have said that he will finish. He will first get lapped on lap 20 because I'm hoping the softer tyres will encourage a more aggressive strategy. Um, whereas I feel like Chris has gone the other way and the softer tyres will encourage a more slow-paced one. Stuff like um, and then he will finish three laps down. That's my guess. So we will see. Um so that's that's all for Austria's predictions in the wider world of F1. Uh, we have some FP1 news runners near. Uh, yeah, for Alfa Romeo, Calamilot is uh, running Raikkonen's car. I think I'm not. I'm not. So. Raikkonen loves a lay-in. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure whose car he's taking over, but he is doing FP1, and so is Guan Yu Zhou. But Guan Yu Zhou's taken over Alonso's car, so we oh, got... given given last week's performances, I feel like that's the right decision. Yeah, <laughs> but so. we've got five of the last year's F two grid back on the grid, but an F one this time, which is always good. We like to see progression. Yes, 
and although, in although he's an Alpine Academy driver, so he's not probably not going to get a drive front like until like twenty twenty five. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Which is going to be awkward if he wins the championship and then can't race in F two either. Uh, <laughs> Make the two point Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, do it. In other news, um, wait, did we tell everyone that the calendar slot got filled by Turkey? No. The calendar, the calendar slot, slot got has filled been by filled Turkey. by Turkey. Uh, um, yeah, Singapore has been taken over by Turkey. So, yeah, Woo. it invokes the meme <laughs> that I love. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> so, yeah, when every other track gets cancelled, that's kind of tough. But, you know, Turkey got cancelled and now it's back. So that's kind of... Except Turkey, Turkey makes a brand new Turkey. Turkey does indeed make a brand new turkey. So we'll be going to Turkey in the Singapore slot instead of Singapore. Oh, God. Ah, <laughs> uh, love, love a good meme. Oh, God. It's a very old video. But it's funny. And it's 20 minutes long, so it's a great way to waste time. <laughs> um, and the other piece of news regarding tracks is that Russia is ditching the Sochi Autodrome. Hallelujah. Uh, so yeah, uh, my constant emails to Jean Todd have finally paid off and he actually listened to our Dream Circuits episode and took on my advice of keeping the Russian Grand Prix, but you know, using one of the other tracks. And they're going to Agora Drive, uh, which I believe is in St. Petersburg, yeah, near St. Petersburg. It's where uh, Robert Schwartzman's from. There you go. Um, so yeah, that'll be from 23 onwards, I think yeah. was the news. I think it was 23. So, Got sadly a couple more years of Sochi Autodrome, but okay. the uh, the glistening hope on the horizon of a different circuit. So I mean that'd be nice. And um, I mean everyone's bashed Sochi enough, so let's go and bash something else instead. Yeah, what happens if Sochi does a Paul Ricard though? Uh, um, my more worry is what if Igora Drive does a Sochi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do we just ditch Russia at that point? I feel like that would be the best move. But at the same time, I feel like Russia pays a lot of money to be there. So it's going to be an awkward one. But still, uh, thanks, yeah. Sean. Love love the support. Please please do keep listening to our suggestions. And uh, yeah, we, we do love to be in the ear of the, uh, the FIA. For legal reasons, that's definitely a joke. And I'm totally not in my Michael Messi's or Sean Todd's ear. Unless he's watching. <laughs> Unless he's watching. If you yeah. are watching, if you are watching, then Hello. please do take our advice. Yeah, if you um, are watching, please do subscribe. For the and uh, share it amongst the uh, the FIA HQ. Thanks. Yeah. We'd love some, we'd love if, some if subscribers. You, if you are watching, please sub with the F1 account. Cheers. <laughs> that would be absolute scenes. <laughs> Why is for moaning about track limits? <laughs> yeah. Why is a two-hour F- episode of us just rambling on? <laughs> <laughs> Why is the official F1 account just followed a random podcast? Totally Michael, unbiased. Don't know what Michael, you're talking about. Michael Massey just sat there on his phone, just like, I don't know what you're talking about. It'd be like the Pope's Instagram all over again. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally would be. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. I think we've uh, covered we're everything gonna, uh, and then we're some. Gonna, um, we're going to wrap it up on the Pope's Instagram. <laughs> Where else could you wrap up a podcast about Formula One? Let's be real. <laughs> Formula One, ideally. The man nah. doesn't care. 
does what he wants. Um, so, yes, we will be watching along for the Austrian Grand Prix because they swapped the order this, this year um, just because Austria was always going to be this weekend. Um, so, yes, we have Formula 1, W Series and Formula 3 to look forward to and we will see you next week at the same time. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, drop us a like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave us a comment, tell us how we're doing. Um, if you're listening <laughs> on Spotify, drop us a follow. If you're listening on Apple, drop us a five-star rating and a subscription. Uh, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Deezer, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, any other podcast service that we're on, because I, I know there's at least like two more that I've just forgotten. Uh, give us a follow. Um, and thank you very much for listening. Follow Goodbye. us on Twitter as well. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, and, and yeah, Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. You can give us your podium predictions. Yeah, that's mm. if we actually tweet out asking for him. Richard. Hey, look, <laughs> right. I forgot. It's hard when there's a double header. I'm thinking what graphics have I got to make, not which tweet am I sending? Because normally. I leave the other people to do the tweets because I'm at work when the episode goes live. So it's not my Chris that does the tweets. Well, yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, enough bashing of Chris because he's not here. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> we will see you at the same time next week. Uh, thank you for watching and goodbye. Bye.